What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 26th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one, Gary Witta. Good morning. Here we go. So this is how it is. You got a taste of being an influencer on Twitch, and now you're wearing a shirt that just says twitch.tv slash Gary (laughs) Witta. That's how it's going to be now. My That's wife, this- my wife uh, made me this T-shirt this morning. She has a heat press at home, and she sells yeah. things like a, on her little Etsy store. Sure. And uh, I joked about doing it. A bunch of people, I, I did a, a stream, a Twitch stream. Yeah. And a bunch of people said, oh, to promote your stream, you should like promote it on Kind of Funny. I said, yeah. oh, yeah, I absolutely would give it a shout out. Sure. But then somebody said, like, oh, you should have like a really obnoxious T-shirt made. And I went, ha, 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 yeah. <laughs> I actually do that. Because I know that you're a good sport for this sort of thing. You, well, you well, don't I mean, mind if trust I come me, if anybody knows about self-promotion, it's Greg Miller. Well, exactly. Exactly, and and I was I was thinking you would appreciate more than anyone else. Like you got to make moves. Yeah, right? oh yeah. you got to be making moves. You got to make I, money I, moves. I feel I had this thought earlier. You could put this on a, on a motivational poster. Get ready. You ready? ready I'm ready. I was, looking, I was yeah. Because if you're not making moves, yeah, give him the one. If you're not making moves, which camera am I on? Which this, one is this it? One, the one on the, the right one, here. Yeah. If you're not making moves, you're standing still. That's my that's that's, that's that's my little piece it's of, true. of, of, that's of motivational. It is. You're Mister you're, you're Mister Moves. You know what I mean? You took you won video game journalism. You left it behind. You went over there. You won making movies. You leave it behind. Now you're taking the Twitch world by storm. So I decided to get into. I mean, I'm not going to hijack the whole show, but real quick, yeah, I decided to get into into Twitch streaming because yeah. you know all the cool kids. Are you doing used it. to do it. You used to do PUBG. I once did. In a while. I used to play PUBG on stream yeah. about a year or two ago, and I only only got like you know, a few people watching because like nobody really wants me play wants yeah. me to play PUBG. But like, there's a whole category. Of, of Twitch now, which is just like talking heads, like people just like chatting and yeah. doing their own talk shows and podcasts, just like this. Yeah, not as good as this, obviously, but there's a Come lot on. of people out there doing it. Yeah, and I thought I could do that. I mean, I do it. I do it every week with you. I come. It here seemed and talk like you were camera. warming up and testing it out because you're going to do now the Book of Eli is on. Oh, Netflix. so that, okay, so that's actually what precipitated. Yeah. Sure. So what happened was after nine years, finally, it's always been a bit of a frustration to me that the Book of Eli, the first movie I wrote, yeah, and a movie I'm very proud of, has never been on Netflix in the USA. It's been on in Canada, the UK, and other territories, yeah, but never here in the US. And I always wondered why. I never got a straight answer and then finally finally you know how they always announce like here's what's coming to netflix yep. next month it's in the july drop it's coming out on july 1st next week yeah um and so i thought oh that's really cool what can i do to mark the occasion and i thought maybe i could try and do something new so what i'm going to do is i'm going to do a twitch stream you can go to my channel twitch.tv twitch.tv gary Witter. yeah uh, or you can follow me on twitter and i'll provide information about when the when the when the thing's going to happen yeah and what i'm going to do is i can't obviously can't actually stream the movie because right. you know copyright stuff you do the three two one put press play. yeah yeah but like you know you'll have the movie let's say you're watching it you'll have it queued up in like another in another browser window oh, yeah. or on, a, on your apple tv or whatever and the stream will be like a companion to it yeah and we'll go three two one everyone press play and it'll all sync up and i'll have a timer running and i'm going to actually have a copy of the screenplay up on the screen as well oh wow and i'll kind of page through the script as as the movie movie progresses so you can kind That's of really see cool. yeah the script screen comparison i don't think anyone's ever done this before uh like a live it'll be like a live commentary track q and a and i'll answer questions and uh it'll be fun so if, you, if you've seen the movie before or haven't seen it before there was never a commentary track on any edition of the blu-ray or the dvd there were special features but never a commentary awesome. so this will be the first time there is one and it'll have a live interactive aspect but in building up to that i've been trying to build uh, the channel a little bit. I've been messing around with like my streaming setup, you know, messing around with cameras you, and stuff like that. You look like a young millennial influencer. I looked I at the know, stream right, today. Right? Your, uh, your wife showed I me know. the clip you, of your dog coming you, you in think I was behind like, you. You'd think I was like, what, eight, 20, you got 21 these ba- years you old? you got these p- purple backlights. I've got, the, I've, got this, I've got the cool, uh, the Twitch lights. I've yeah. got, you know, I've, I've got it all set up. I've got all the bells, technical bells and whistles. I've got a stream deck where I can yeah. uh, play sound effects and stuff. It's brilliant. I'm, I'm really, I'm actually really enjoying it. That's awesome. I enjoy doing this with you, but I didn't know if I would enjoy what, you know, what, what this involves 
involves, which is just sitting alone in a room talking to a camera yeah. and imagining that you know you're having a real conversation. You've got the chat. You yeah, know of course. I'm not telling you anything you yeah, don't I've know. Yeah, I've used Twitch once. But before. like, could I? I don't know. Would I actually be comfortable doing that? And I actually found out to my surprise that I'm quite uh, comfortable doing that. So I've, I've actually been streaming quite regularly over the last few nights um, uh, on my channel, and the aim is to become a Twitch partner. Gotcha. And if you hit certain metrics, if you stream well, a certain number of so, yeah, hours, you need that money and get well. I mean, yeah, every little helps, right? <laughs> maybe I'll quit my job. Maybe, maybe this is my maybe maybe this is my third act. Look, I well, I'm I, your job. This I, is your job. I conquered the world of video games, <laughs> yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I conquered Hollywood. Now it's time for the final frontier to con conquer the internet, conquer cyberspace. Twitch. Can we get a shot of this T-shirt, Greg? My wife worked. Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, Kevin. Yeah, sorry, we don't, we don't have a, we don't have a stream it. deck for this you. This is where you go. This is your portal into a new world of fascination and multimedia entertainment. On the cutting edge, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. We're going to be streaming. We're going to be talking about stuff. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm, I, I don't know what, what the future holds, but I'm really, really enjoying doing it. I hope you'll come join me uh, and we'll, let's let's go on this adventure together. I have it on good authority that, Kevin, there you go. I have it on good authority that you are inspiring other senior citizens to come out and stream because uh, Bernie <laughs> Sanders, Bernie Sanders just joined Twitch as well. Did so he join he, Twitch? He just started Oh, good Twitch for Bernie. Yeah. That's fantastic. But enough about that. This is kind that of was funny a good, games. That, that, was a good, that was a good burn, by the way. Oh, I gotta yeah, give him credit for that. Uh, this is kind of funny games daily each and every week down a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games ask us questions leave comments do all sorts of cool things then watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you as i've said many a time this will be the last time i'll say it for right now maybe i'll say it tomorrow who knows kind of funny prom one year later the video is going up this mm. weekend june 30th uh tim's birthday one year later come see what kind of funny prom is all about year to put that video up we wanted people to come to prom and then also it's just never i mean we have i mean you've seen how busy it is here right oh so you said like, you better come to prom because like this won't be available online for a long time basically. sure yeah exactly I get it. okay yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah. And so it's cool it's a cool anniversary gift yeah. right to put now when tim well. hits 30 yeah. this weekend yeah. does that mean that he's no longer 30 under 30 does that go away I mean, he, uh, he still has the the award forever oh. right but i think but it it's does no sound longer, weird but it's no longer uh current Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. That's not how that works. Though. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Daniel Massey, Blackjack, Colton Yoder, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Third Love and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Wow, that was a new one, Kevin. I like it. I appreciate yeah. you exploring your craft over there. I gotta Are say, you Greg. streaming yourself at night doing different versions of that to try to get ready for this? Uh, no, but I am doing... What do you think about this? There you go. What, what, are, you, what are you showing God. me? Oh, look at that. I like that. Yeah, Jesus get it up there the whole time. God. Can I move the, so move the mic over a little bit so we get an unobscured shot? Sure. And the thing is, the people that are watching the stream right now live, they're already on Twitch. Yeah, they can, so, so I literally could not be button. making this any easier yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. tab over. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, my God. Number one. We're starting over at GameDaily.biz, where Mike Futter has an interview with EA CEO Andrew Wilson. Uh, again, a very interesting interview. Not required reading. We have a giant required reading from Jason Schreier to talk about later. Uh, this one, however, uh, I'm going to pull the Anthem stuff out and read a little bit about that. So I'm jumping midway into this interview in Mike's reporting. He, this is Andrew Wilson, likened Bioware's pedigree to Steven Spielberg's. Spielberg might not have hit a home run with Ready Player One, but you'd be a fool not to bet on the Indiana Jones director's next movie. Likewise, Wilson said he'd bet on Bioware every day and twice on Sunday. 
Despite Ed- Edmonton's uh, stumbles with Anthem and now closed by where Montreal's challenges with Mass Effect Andromeda. Quote, if we believed that at the very core the world wasn't compelling for people, if we believed at the very core that the characters weren't compelling for people or the javelin suits weren't compelling or traversing the world and participating in the world wasn't compelling, then provided we hadn't made promises to our players, we might not invest further, Wilson said. IP lives for generations and runs in these seven to ten year cycles. So, if I think about Anthem on a seven to ten year cycle, it may not have had the start that many of us wanted, including our players. I feel like this team is really going to get there with something special and something great because they've demonstrated that they can, end quote. And in the case of Anthem's misalignment with player expectations, the only way forward in Wilson's eyes is to remain committed to the game and its audience. That includes those players who came in looking for more traditional Bioware experience. Uh, And at the same time, he's cognizant that all of EA's brands need to grow and adapt as the market and the players mature. Bioware is just the latest to push boundaries, and Wilson sees them as being around for years to come. Quote, what the, what the Bioware teams are thinking about is that they're going to build a lot of different types of games, Wilson explained. We're going to have our core Bioware audience that's been with us a really long time. There are these kids today who are 12 years old who weren't around when Bioware started making games. And they have different expectations of what Bioware games should be in the context of the world they grew up in. As a result of that, Bioware has to evolve and has to expand and has to test the elasticity around the brand. Uh, the teams at Bioware will continue to come to work every day and listen to their players, old and new, and seek to deliver on the promises they've made to those players. And that's what you're seeing with Anthem today. Gary Wooda, do you believe EA is committed to Anthem for 7 to 10 years? Um, it's a question I've been thinking about recently. I actually asked uh, Jason Schreier this on Twitter the other day. He was talking about Anthem. Um, yeah, I mean, usually he just blanks me, you know, because who am I? But no, he was. He, Jason's always nice, and I talked to him on Twitter. Um, and... Um, he was, he was writing something about Anthem, and, I, and I, it's something I've been thinking about. I said, do you think there's any possibility at all that at some point in the near future, EA just cuts it loose and says, look, this is, just isn't working. We're throwing good money after bad. Let's cut our losses. Yeah. And, and, and Jason was very emphatic in saying that, that would absolutely not happen. They've got too much invested in it. I think also because it would look like a big what a huge, huge, huge humiliation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge public embarrassment. They have to, even if it ends up costing them a lot of money, they have to kind of just through force of will and throwing money at it, they have to get to a point where there's some redemption in the narrative right yeah. like, like like with destiny like with no man's sky they got there in the end what's funny to me and it's a little bit upsetting is you know it used to be develop 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 release the game that's the big moment and then maybe there's a couple of patches after the fact now when you think about it in these live service games the launch of the game has really just become like just another milestone in the game's development like the sure. public launch of the game is a thing that happens while the game is still active actively being developed anthem was clearly and many other games like it, you know, Fallout 76, we've, we've seen this so many times in the news the recently. The list goes on. Many, many games were, cle- were clearly released at a point where they were obviously not ready, obviously for not ready to, to be released. And it, and it was, and it was a kind of an insult to ask players to pay 60 bucks for that game, which is why we saw Anthem and Fallout 76 very quickly get discounted. Because people were like, 60 bucks for this? Like, you've got to be kidding me. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that's just the world we live in now. I don't, I don't know if there's anything we can do about that. Um, but it, but it does, it, it's, it's a bit sad. The, the idea is, oh, they'll get there eventually. It's like, I feel like, and we just kind of go, yeah, that's just how it is now. Like, don't you think, are our expectations slipping a little bit? Like, we, this 100%. is just the world we live in now. We think it's I th- okay. I think it's what we've talked about in this show before, in the way, and I think it was with you last week, a little bit of this, where we talk about we're doing it day to day. So it seems like these stories keep happening when you, in reality, you pull back and you get the giant timeline, you see swerves, right? Right. I think 
the division two and how they launched and how they were like here's the year free content and here's what it is and it's a complete it's a game packed with content da 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 is a direct reaction to what they learned with division one let alone what's going on in the industry and you hope that that is isn't the exception to the rule going forward that that is the new norm yeah that these games are coming out being like cool Games as a service were new to us. We weren't 100% sure. And this is the industry talking. We understand what that means now. We understand how to launch them. Here's a complete package. Like, you know, Fallout 76 in Anthem, you would hope would be the last of that kind. I'm sure they won't be the last games to do this. And again, maybe I'm I'm with rose-tinted glasses, hoping where this is the industry change in the same way we saw every game stepping on the the rake in the front lawn when it came to loot boxes a while back, right? Or I'm sorry, surprise mechanics. Surprise, uh, mechanics, surprise mechanics, don't mechanics, forget. Yeah. You see it, everybody screwing and fucking that up. You'd hope that you get here and they've seen these games fuck it up that way. They understand how to launch and not be that way. But it all remains to be seen. Uh, you know what I mean? In the same way, you know, Tim and I had a conversation of like, we need to stop believing in the good of people. Maybe, like, you know, I default to everybody's a good Tim person. Tim said that? Yeah, to me. Because I'm, just, oh, I'm okay. just, I'm so, I try to believe in the best of everybody right. and it yeah, keeps right, fucking right, me right. over. Uh, that we got to stop. I have to stop believing in that every company's going to learn from the other company's mistakes but right. you hope and you look at what we've done even with games daily and the stories we've gone through that you do see changes you know what i mean we did see you know uh, e3 this year was and everything's going to be free all the updates are going to be free we don't want to shatter the player base that is a direct reaction to the blowback they every all these companies and the industry got for having loot boxes for you know segregating the communities breaking everybody up doing these different things right if we you gary Witta, if you which because you did it if you can will cross-platform play into a Call of Duty game? Like, I don't think there's any... Like, I think... Sit, I, do we have to sit there and accept this is the norm? You know, no, but you take your lumps when they're happening because at that point, you can't turn the ship around. You know what I think is missing from this Andrew Wilson What's statement? That? Is any hint of an apology. Mm. Do you, don't you think it would be nice and don't you think players who, who, who bought that game at $60 in good faith and, were, and, and, had, and had a really terrible experience and did not get what was advertised, frankly, over and over again, what, they did not get what was advertised, um, that, you know, I think Todd Howard came kind of close to this at E3 when he was talking about the changes being made to Fallout 76. But, but to be clear, nice- he didn't. To be clear, that was one of those things he- where I said, it in, I said it in our thing where I was like, oh, look at that. And, either, and it was when the post show, I think maybe Tim or me had it. And, it was like, and then they came out and, you know, apologized for, for the way Fallout 76 launched. And the chat was very clear of like, well, technically, no. There was no I'm sorry. No, there and, was- I think, and, and let me tell you something. At this level, at the Todd Howard, Andrew Wilson level, Every word that they say in a statement like this or on a stage at E3 is very, very carefully scripted and it's got consultants and people look at it. It's just like a presidential speech or something. It goes through draft after draft after draft and every phrase and word is picked apart for, for maximum effectiveness and you don't want this to be misinterpreted or whatever. Like we've got to, we've got to, we've got to put forward like the best uh, uh, message that we can. And one of the things that like those kind of people like PR and like crisis management people will tell you is never actually, never apologize. Because no, yeah, never admit wrongdoing. Like say, we, oh, we understand your concerns. And that's how we end up with these fucking mealy-mouthed pablum statements. The, 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 this, this, this stuff that doesn't really matter. Just a bunch of word salad. How many times did he use the word compelling in one sentence? One, two, three, five times in one sentence? Like, this isn't proper English, and it's certainly not anything amounting to an apology. I think I think Anthem, let's talk about Anthem for just one moment, because that's what, that's what he well, was yeah. talking about. Here's what I want to throw out. Well, you want to I, just, it- I, 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 I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Anthem players, people who bought that game, deserve a, deserve just a straight-up apology. And and here, they, but they'll never get it, because well, here's EA, the thing. Will, EA will never do it. I, I googled Anthem Apology, right? And the first thing, I have a comicbook.com article here from uh, uh, Lily Rupert, and this is March 14th, 2019. Bioware offers heartfelt message and apology to Anthem players. Anthem is here to stay. 
So the question, and like, again, you and me. Well, the headline says it's an apology, but what does the actual statement say? Oh, like, is is, is, is the word so much sorry though. or apology yeah. in she there wrote or anything? So much here, hold on. I don't yes. want to slow the street. Let's slow well, the, uh, the no, show That's what the show's all about. You can just keep twi- t- t- promoting your uh, Twitch stream. <laughs> Yeah, don't forget, uh, to, especially if you're listening on the audio podcast and don't have the benefit of seeing my T-shirt, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter, G-A-R-Y-W-H-I-T-T-A. Come for the uh, come for the, for the the kind of funny vibes, uh, but stay for, uh, I don't know what, we haven't figured out yet what you'll be staying for, but we'll, we'll work it out as we go. The dog uh, Yeah, the dog. Uh, so last night on the stream, a dog pissed on my rug and people in the chat found that hilarious. So like, don't tell me that we're not Wait, providing, yeah, uh, you know, high-flying comedy on, uh, on the Gary Wood of Twitch channel channel because we're absolutely uh, full of it. I, I told a very nice anecdote about you last night that oh, people appreciated. thank you. Yeah. Somebody tried to yell at me that I didn't I wasn't on the stream on Monday night. I was like, dude, I was fl- I was on a plane flying home. I don't know what you want me to do. You should drop into the chat sometime though. Next time you see me see me streaming, Shim- drop in. Sure. Okay. You yeah, know. Yeah. Bring bring some of your star power to the uh, bring sure. some of your wattage. I, like, I always like to help the small streamers. Your industrial wattage, your star power to the to the uh, to the stream would be much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, any, any, and I, see, here's we, the thing is like so this one is a community manager on Reddit. So right. not so CEO that, of the company. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you if he did apologize, he probably got bollocks for it. Like don't go around apologizing. We don't do that here. That's not the the message we want to put out. Yeah. Anyway, I think I I think it's it's disgraceful. You're wrong, by the way. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you can find an apology where yeah. they did say, hey, we're sorry for what's going on here. Or really for a time that any major game developer, like a big game developer, like an EA Activision or Ubisoft, ever like actually apologized and said, we're really sorry for this. Sometimes I think sometimes when it's like something really, really bad, like some racist meme or something shows up in, in a game <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, no, that's usually, then, then, yeah. Then, then you, but, but for something like the, the game was just, was just flat out not good enough, it absolutely warrants an apology. I think players deserve it, but you'll never get it because it's not part of the carefully crafted PR message that, that is a big part of how these um, Andrew Wilson statements happen. Well, right, because if you do that, then right, you open yourself up to, hey, I can get a refund then, right? Like, all hey, kinds of exactly. If, I, if we're sorry, hey, sorry. Potential legal action, all kinds of things. Sure, yeah. So yeah. they have to be very careful in what they say. Yeah. Maybe if everybody just prompt pinky swore not to swore, you know, sue, then they could just apologize. You know? Right, right. But I guess the good news for Anthem players is they are they are saying here, again, EA will say one thing today and do another thing That's tomorrow, my thing. That's my thing with it 100% is that I totally believe that right now the Bioware team is committed to fixing Anthem and doing the things that people want and they understand they're looking at it and they're changing and they're going to do st- and I believe that there's a team in whiteboards and a plan. Yeah. I don't necessarily trust EA. It's not even EA. It's the when you're owned by a giant corporation. What like you you've been owned by a giant corporation, worked right. in places that are owned by giant corporations, and yeah. they can say this is the path. And when the path doesn't work in nine months, they're like, guess what, everybody, we're laying all those people off. You know what it reminds me? You know what This is a bit of a non sequitur, but what it reminds me of is like you know, obviously, as you know, I follow um, uh, English football, the English Premier League, and one of, of the, one of the famous kind of memes in football is like when a when a manager, when the head coach of the team is thought to be in trouble because they've had like a string of poor results or whatever. People start speculating, always, oh, the manager going to lose his job. There's always like a a, a supportive message that comes out from like the club's board of directors. Oh, yeah, no, totally. We fully support the yeah, manager. Yeah. We're in this for the oh long my term. God, and and then, then literally the next day he's sacked. The season's over. <laughs> Gone. See you later. No, 100%. Like that letter from the, that letter of support from the board has like become, become known as like the kiss of death. Like yeah, once, yeah. once you get the board's full support, that's it. You're dead. It's just like everything else we talk about is the proof will be in the pudding. Like Andrew Wilson is saying the right things here. And I don't, I don't like painting with the broad brush of, 
well, everybody EA is a, a horrible person and what like maybe he maybe this is the truth. Maybe they are on a seven to ten year and we're gonna be here in two years going, man, they really turned Anthem around and they were committed and that's great. And I would just love prove it. I, just I, prove I, it. I know it seems like I, I uh, stick the boot into Anthem a lot because I do think it was disgraceful that what, what they what they thought uh, was fit to release. Um, but I really do honestly hope that it gets there. I think you know it could it could be a great game. I still have a lot of faith in Bioware as a developer. I want the gamers who paid money for the game to finally get what they fucking thought they were getting in the first place. Yeah. So let's hope so. Let's hope EA does the right thing. Number two on the Roper Report, Dr. Disrespects Twitch channel is back. This is from Vice, Nicole Carpenter. Hugely popular Twitch streamer, Guy Beam, known on the platform as Dr. Disrespect, has recent was recently banned from Twitch and had his E3 badge revoked after he broadcasted live from a public bathroom at the Games Industry Convention. The ban was implemented on June 11th. Just two weeks later, uh, Dr. Disrespect is back on Twitch. Uh, Dr. Disrespect's account, I'm going to call him Doc from here on out, uh, returned to Twitch late on Tuesday night, but the stream remained offline. Fans noticed immediately and began flooding the chat with emotes and subscription notices, despite the stream being offline. The chat has remained active throughout the night and into the morning, though Doc has yet to make an appearance. Doc hasn't tweeted about returning to this, hasn't tweeted about returning to Twitch, but the streamer has retweeted multiple fans in the last 15 hours expressing excitement about the suspension ending. Doc did not immediately respond to Vice's request for comment. Streaming from a public bathroom in Los Angeles appears to have created hype for the streamer, despite its likely being a violation of California's privacy laws, if the still active Twitch chat is any indication. Uh, In the lead up to his return, Doc made posts uh, that could be interpreted as ginning up excitement. On June 21st, Doc tweeted a 30 second video of his head bobbing around all of the DVD video screensaver. Days later, on June 24th, he posted an image of renovations for an imaginary champions club, which is the designation for Doc's Twitch subscribers. The image appears to be a nod to the bathroom incident. It's set in a locker room with a sign on the wall that prohibits photography and filming beyond a certain point. The hype echoes Doc's return to Twitch after taking time off in 2017. Uh, Doc left Twitch for a short period after standing, stating on camera that he cheated on his wife. He returned after almost two months and hit around 389,000 concurrent viewers, breaking a record at the time. Twitch doesn't outline in detail how it determines suspension or ban lengths for violations against its terms of service. Breaking uh, the law is against Twitch's toss, uh, and the unauthorized sharing of private information is too. Specifically, this means that, quote, sharing content that violates another's reasonable expectation of privacy, for example, streaming in a private space without permission, is against the rules. Presumably, this would make streaming random people's trips to the bathroom a violation of Twitch's policies. A large-scale return to Twitch after a violation of this kind sets a disturbing precedent about what's acceptable on the platform, which has been criticized for inconsistent enforcement of its rules. In December, a Fortnite streamer was arrested and banned for assaulting his girlfriend on stream. The streamer, Luke, Dr. Dead Moth, Mundy, had his stream reinstated after two weeks before it went offline again later in the week. Twitch spokespeople were not immediately available to respond for Vice's request for comment. Gary, you're a Twitch superstar now. As as a uh, as a pillar of the Twitch community, sure, yes. Uh, allow me to, allow me to opine on this issue. I'm actually I'm actually glad. About it. I woke up this morning and I checked my my tweets, uh, on my news stories as you do, and, and this was one of the first stories that I saw, and it really made me rage. And I was actually I've never been glad. I've never been more happy about it being being a Wednesday because I needed an outlet for oh, my you're rage. Ready to come in for it. If, if I'd have seen this, seen this any other day, I, was, I wish it was Wednesday so I could go in and rage. And it is so I'm going to. You, uh, and you I see that Barrett's taken up a seat by the hot mic as well because I know is it he, hot tweeted mic about, he tweeted about this earlier. Yeah. I know that he's got some thoughts on it as well Barrett why don't you start this is just one of those things that makes uh, it, it frustrates the hell out of me um, like yes Twitch is allowed to choose what they do with their platform and how they punish people but the fact that this is 
the act that he did was breaking the law of it, invading people's privacy in public. Children. Um, children. And because of a child being involved, he should either be in prison for a year or pay the, the fine or whatever the, the fine cost is. Um, and I don't see or hear anything about him being charged with anything. And instead of that happening, he is being rewarded by being uh, being given bla- uh, back his platform. And it's... Uh, I think it's a dumb move. I I, I don't know. It's let me ask you this: What do you think would have been, been the appropriate way for Twitch to handle it? I I don't know, um, but I this is just something weird to me that oh we're it's just a slap on the wrist, you know, of like oh we're just gonna take your channel away for two weeks and then which is nothing it, really. Yeah. It's a it's a vacation exactly. Not and, to mention that I mean to what they point out from his last. Two weeks or two months off, yeah. right? Like it actually builds hype for. And his that's name the thing. He he will now make so much hay out of his triumphant return to Twitch that whatever whatever income he may have lost over the over the like he'll come back from. This is actually I I, I think he probably saw this coming all along. I'll I'll get my slap on the wrist. I'll take my two which back two my, my two uh, week ban yeah. and I'll come back bigger and stronger and more and more controversial and more subversive than ever before. Yeah, because because he was quote unquote punished like. Probably his fan base will grow because yeah, it feeds into like the whole in, like, I'm the bad boy wronged. of Twitch, right? Like that's the whole he bullshit. He was the persona. bad boy, and also he was wronged, and like now he gets to come out of this punishment that like I, I see some people saying like he didn't deserve, which I think is even more fucking ridiculous. Um, was like. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little unclear. Was, like, someone using the bathroom? Was oh, yeah, there was a bunch of people in there, including children. It was a bathroom at E3. It was filled with people. Yeah. Including kids taking a piss. Yeah. And he went in there with a live stream camera crew. Yeah. And he knew exactly what he was doing. He did that but because he knew. Like, he I, did that because he knew that he was crossing a line, that he knew it would be outrageous, that he knew it would create controversy. And he also knew, he also knew that he would get away with it. That Twitch, because he makes Twitch so much money, yep. he would face no real consequences. And now this just makes it easier for the next douchebag to come along and do the same thing. Because Twitch is just saying there are no real consequences. Well, the, the thing you get into is are there consequences for, in terms of what strata you're in? Dr. Disrespect, right. one of the biggest Twitch streamers, yeah. right? So he does this two-week slap on the wrist and he's back. It's more of a slippery slope of then, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I stream to 30 people. I'm going to do something stupid like that. I'm permabanned. But I, why I, would I, now, I, don't get me wrong. The, Darwinism. Get rid of the is, morons. This is, this, is why, this is why we've got it all backwards, Greg. Because sure. you're right. The, peop, the, the, the big streamers like Dr. Disrespect, who create a lot of revenue for Twitch, though, the, the, so because he creates a lot of revenue for Twitch, he gets, the, he gets the most lenient treatment. I would argue it should be the other way around. He should get the most, the most sin, severe treatment because make an example needs of to make an example. Yeah, of like, here, yeah. It doesn't matter how big you are how much money you make us if you cross a line if you broadcast on the internet live images of children in bathrooms we are going to come down on you like a fucking ton of bricks that's the that's the that's the um example that should have been sure. set if you ask me he should have been banned for six months or a year something that he would fucking feel like oh shit i really fucked up but he doesn't he's fuck i'm telling you he's celebrating this he's loving every minute of this and i say this as someone who actually was a really big fan of dr disrespect when i first started streaming on twitch a couple of years ago i started watching because i was playing he's PUBG funny. and i was watching other PUBG streamers and I got to say that I really, really admire what he's done on Twitch. Like he, he created this whole persona, he, you know, this whole kayfabe thing, this whole heel character, yeah. and and he doesn't break character. He stays in it. He's got tremendous production values. All these things. By the way, the locker room thing I don't think is a is a reference to the bathroom. The locker room thing is a thing that he's had for a long time. Like that's part of his champions club shtick. 
I really, I really admired the whole the character persona that he created, all the production values he put into the story. I was really, wow, this guy is like the, the probably the, the the coolest guy on Twitch. And then, and then some of the unsavory comments, like the rate, like impersonating Chinese people, and it started getting a bit like, oh, do I really want to follow? And I eventually unfollowed him, and I forgot about him for a long time. And then this turned up, and I guarantee you, the reason why he did this. Um, is is partly because he knew that this would be the result because there's no real consequences. A two week vacation is nothing for him. Whatever income he loses, he's gonna he's already like we just saw it in the in the article here. Subscriptions flooding yeah. in. People mm-hmm. people want to people want to subscribe to the fucking self proclaimed bad boy of Twitch. So he will not suffer at all. If anything, he will benefit. I would have banned him for a year. Something that is. I mean, part of the reason why we have justice in this country is as a deterrent to others. You need to yep. you need to make an example of people and say this guy fucked up. It doesn't matter that he's a big guy. It doesn't matter that he makes us a lot of money if you fuck around on our on our platform and do really really egregious shit like live stream children in bathrooms we are going to fucking destroy you and that's what they should have done a two-week slap on the wrist is nothing i think twitch should be fucking ashamed of themselves yeah. and i'm uh, by the way i'm on twitch at twitch tv right if you want to watch if you want to get content on twitch that doesn't involve uh streaming in bathroom the worst thing you're going to see on my on my stream is a dog pissing on my rug that's totally cool uh, anyway, I, I think I, I think it's an, an embarrassment for Twitch uh, the, for all concerned. For me, the root of this right is. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm really sorry, but you've got me, you you've got me starting now. I I didn't even know about this one. This fucking guy beat beat his girlfriend yeah. on yeah. stream and got you can beat your girlfriend yeah. on Twitch yeah. and get a two week ban. What the fuck is going on over I, there? I, well, Who I, is asleep at the switch? I open I open this back up right yeah. because it does. Uh, streamer uh, Doc Mr. Dead Moth uh, had a stream reinstated after two weeks before it went offline again. I went through clicked on I, while we've been talking, opened it back up and got brought to a uh, Kotaku article about the stream going back down right where it was up and then got breakdown. The quote there was neither Twitch nor Monday have uh, Monday uh, have stated whether he has been permanently banned or if this is just another temporary suspension this is that second one twitch has a policy against discussing the particulars of these things and monday has yet to speak publicly since his channel got put in timeout nor has he replied to an inquiry from kotaku a twitch spokesperson offered the following statement with regard to the sudden resuspension of monday's channel quote protecting the integrity of our community is incredibly important to us they told kotaku we want everyone on twitch to have a safe and positive experience and work consistently towards that goal part of that work includes examining our policies and practices when we find they don't properly address specific incidents to ensure we're adapting as the twitch community grows end quote and this because this headline here is twitch resuspends alleged domestic abuser after fan outcry when they're like why the yeah, fuck again, is they only really do anything when the fans hold their feet to the fire when there's sufficient outrage so exactly uh, and again, by the way, if you have a more thing, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong about the Monday situation. If he is permanently banned, I don't know. Uh, the doc thing and suspension. Yeah, what, of two I want to hear your take on this. I mean, like he, this literally goes back to the last conversation we just had with number one. Tim continues to tell me I need to stop. We need to stop thinking everybody's a good person. If this had happened to me, I do stupid shit all the time. I fuck shit up all the time, right? We had we once got you know an email from Twitch of like, hey, you can't put up that graphic image of the Let's Play logo fucking the kind of funny logo again. <laughs> and we we're like, all right, that would that is a that's a that's a dumb thing. It's not real porn, but it's porn enough. Got it. Sorry. And they were like, cool. And we talk about that, and we apologize. Like, we talk about it like this, right? That to me is what's missing here. That I think could have put a different lens on this situation. If there would have been a Mustache off, similar to the when he came on the stream about cheating on his wife. Yeah, right? I, mean, that, I mean that was a really awkward video to watch. Right, it was the first time right. he appeared on camera outside a character. He seemed yeah. like he was crying on stream. He got busted cheating on his wife, and 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 kind of took. I think he took himself off Twitch. Yeah, yeah. for a oh, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If if there had been in, with this situation 
a, hey, everybody, let's talk for a second. I, I'm talking on YouTube, right? His channel's gone on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Right. Hey, everybody, I fucked up. I was out there to be crazy and do crazy stuff, and I'm walking around IRL streaming. I thought it would be funny for them to follow me in the bathroom. I didn't think in the moment through da 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 da. I'm sorry. Then I think you can have a more conversation here of what Twitch is doing, how that, they're how they are are not suspending and what are they that, doing. Blah, blah blah. That could still happen. Do you? Th- I mean, here, here's what I would like to see at the very least is when he he's not back on Twitch yet, but when he comes back on Twitch uh, again, we talked about Andrew Wilson and apologies earlier. Take a moment, perhaps out of character, to say, I just want to address the recent uh, situation. Uh, I acknowledge that I fucked up. I'm really sorry uh, to those uh, that I offended. It was it was a, it was it was a, a, a shocking uh, error of, of judgment. I really apologize. It was what a happened dumb thing again? For me to and do. just let's just have a moment of like let's just show us sincerely yeah. that you learned something barry do you think that's likely to happen you think he'll just return completely unrepentant he he is someone that i could see it going either way to be honest yeah. and and i kind of agree with like yeah let's like let's sit down let's talk about this moment that that i fucked up but like i just get it out of the way at the top of the show it takes yeah. two minutes and then go do the, the goofy stuff yeah but because of that i feel like because he would do that i feel like he would feel no need to be punished in any other way like again at the end of the day it it's simple for me of like the dude broke a fucking law and like nothing is really happening and like that that's the thing that confuses me of like why why is that not being treated as a bigger deal than it is like, and that's know, my, and that's I, my I know, thing i know it's a it's a goof and people have been replying like oh like no harm was done it's like it could have been really it, easily it could have really really easily, easily, easily been much worse there, yeah and like their privacy was breached and that that's just something like i had it, I, I don't know. It fucking frustrates me. That's yeah. all I got to say. That's, <laughs> and that's the thing is I feel, and that's back to the thing of like literally like well, there's Twitch partner managers, right? We yes. put the, the, the logos fucking on <laughs> Twitch, right? They were either like, hey, you fucked up. We're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We tell the audience, hey, we're sorry. We fucked up. We're stupid. Like, I'm sure that's a conversation that's happening behind the scenes with uh, Doc, Doc not being Doc. And do you think there's been a conversation between him and Twitch about the manner in which me? he returns? Oh, no, no. I, well, I, don't, I don't know. You hope there has, but cl- I don't know. There clearly hasn't. Maybe, but there, I, but there must have been some conversation. I'm sure there was. Like, what I, I, the fuck, man? Level, hey, I, I was I was stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. That, Sorry. That, you, you tell me because you're you're much higher up in the Twitch echelons. Than I am. At that level of, of of audience and stuff, do you have like a person at Twitch that is like your Twitch you partner? partner manager. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so they must have had some kind of conversation. Oh yeah, there's been a conversation. I'm sure about right. it. Yeah, but I don't think that it was like we'll let you back. We'll do this if you do that kind but of you thing. Need, like, you, I didn't think, but it said like you need to show contrition. The point, the, the question that should be his entire. That should, the question is again, you should never show contrition because somebody tells you to. But a lot of a lot of the reasons why you see public figures come out and, and apologize uh, when they do something terrible like cheat on their wife or whatever or they get caught on video doing something horrible is because their crisis managers have told them that they need oh, sure. to do that they don't really they, they're not sorry they're only sorry that they got caught but they have to come out and do this bullshit kind of apology performance um, and again I, I, I would like to believe that if Dark were to come back to Twitch and sincerely apologize that it was in fact sincere that it wasn't because Twitch or someone told him you need to apologize but because he honestly fucking for, for one second looked in looked, looked inward and went I really fucked up and genuinely regrets and understands that he made a mistake and then communicate that apology sincerely and that's the biggest thing is just communicating it that you understand where the transgression was and you're truthfully sorry for it right but like you're saying, you look at his. Tw- I mean, right now you can. I have his Twitch page open, right? His chat's going bonkers with people going in and subbing and be, you know. Yeah, chatting there's tons with of people. He's not even online, but his Twitch stream is blowing up right and now. And so it's that thing of that is part of it. Where does that audience care about an apology, right? 
It's it, you know I think it's that same thing of like no if in your fact, audience I, doesn't care about fact, it you're I talking think there to your are probably audience. many members of his audience that if you were to apologize go oh, what a pussy or whatever you sure, know what I mean sure. and now I'm gonna have all the doctor doctor disrespect fans fucking flooding my channel uh, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter um, giving <laughs> any me, publicity giving, giving me giving me shit over it yeah um, we'll see anyway uh, I think we're all we're all, all kind of agree that the I mean again let me ask you this because I asked Barrett as well I I said what I think what do you think Twitch should have done. What's the appropriate response to what he did? I mean, for me, to, well, I mean, again, breaking a privacy law, breaking a pretty clear TOS, right? I mean, going back to what the reporting here from Vice was, right? Talking about it's unauthorized sharing of private information, <laughs> sharing content that violates another, uh, another's reasonable expectation of privacy. For example, streaming in a private space without permission. Yeah, th I mean, that's the bathroom, right? So they vi he's violated the most thing. For me, it would be a... I'm taking away your toys until you apologize, until you say something. And then even that, and that, that's not me like letting you off the hook, blah, blah, blah. blah. I mean, like, I, I, did you, do you understand? Like, did you, when you walked in, what were you thinking? I, I, I would have a real conversation with one of our biggest streamers. I would, you know what I mean? If I'm the partner manager or Twitch higher up or whoever the fuck it is, I'm going to have a real conversation. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, right. what were you thinking? What was the intention here? Why did you do this? I can, I, I, What's I, your plan I, to message this that you, you I, know, I, I just, I just come back to what I said earlier about there being no real consequence. We, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about this now and it's a guy on Twitch. It's not the end. It's not the beginning of the end of the world or anything, but we do see this writ large on a much more serious level. We see, um, you know, major international banks laundering money for international drug cartels. We see people crashing the financial system. We see we see all kinds of uh, outrageous uh, behavior uh, in public life at the, at the upper, upper ends of society. And all these people ever do is get smacked on the wrist with a little bit of a fine um, until like until people start going to prison for their crimes they're just going to keep getting away with it what what is what is a 10 million dollar fine to to facebook for invading previous they that's 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 money behind in between fucking zuckerberg's couch cushions it's just a price that they pay to keep on doing what they're doing and until and, until someone like um, I'm not necessarily pointing, I'm saying that Zuckerberg should be going to prison, but people, but people at the upper end of society who have a tremendous responsibility to the, to the public at large because of the power that they wield, if they abuse that power uh, in a way that is really detrimental to, to the public and really damaging and dangerous, they should fucking go to prison. But they never will because the system's all rigged to protect the people at the top, and so they just keep paying their little you know pocket change fines and go on, and nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we can, there's not much we can do about that except you know go out and vote and protest and things like that. But in our little community here in the world of Twitch, uh, where one of the major figures has done something. But I'm glad there's been a big conversation about this. It's, 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 it's you know, standards in, in streaming and things like that are something we should be talking about. Sure. I mean, he, it's cutting, it's bleeding edge right now. We got to figure this stuff he, out. One of, the, one of the biggest streamers on Twitch, uh, a, a role model for many young streamers, grossly violated uh, uh, both criminal law and and Twitch's uh, TOS, and he got a two minute, a two week slap on the wrist, and will be back making more money than ever before. Because again, it's all about the almighty dollar. He makes a lot of money for Twitch, so they're going to protect this guy. If they they're not going to ban him for a year, as I as I think they should, and lose a year's worth of his revenue, it's never going to happen because it's all about this, Craig. Well, yeah, because you go to Mixer. Yeah. Right. Like you, that's the thing. Right. You he'll want, go someplace you, you else. You worry about him jumping to something yeah. else. That's why I think it, it, that. And they would love to have him. Uh, well, would they? You don't even know that. That one I don't know about. Maybe Microsoft yeah. would be like, actually, no, fuck well, off. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that Microsoft's doing so much. And so he just goes to YouTube. You can get away with anything on that platform as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? He, I think it was maybe. Yeah. Was the Vice article that talked about the fact that he's put up a recap over on YouTube's YouTube channel since then, otherwise being pretty quiet. Logan Paul filmed a dead body 
A man who committed suicide in a forest for fun and streamed it out to millions of people and laughed at a, dead, a man's dead body in a forest. Where's where's he now? Is he is he been has he been cancelled? Has he been exiled into into shame and uh, and ignominy as he should have been? No, he's still on YouTube and he's more popular than ever. There are no consequences, so nothing will change. Yeah, ever. And that's the thing is like oh, back to the believing in the good of people. I'd like to see. I'd like to hope that Doc or whoever whoever fucks up next and is a major major player does that right and comes out and is like, hey, let's have a conversation about what I fucked up and how we fucked up right. and how we're not going to do that anymore. And we'll see. This is a developing situation. We'll go from here on where it is. But. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 the next big story will be what his, what his, his, his actual return on Twitch. Does he address sure, he'll it? He'll break a new concur- concurrent. Yeah. Re- that, yeah, that'll we'll be see. the headline. The next one will be him breaking yeah, the biggest concurrent. audience on Twitch ever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Number three, 50 Games has, uh, 505 Games has provided a statement regarding the current state of bloodstained ritual of the night on the Nintendo Switch. If you remember yesterday, it came out. I read it in the thing and I was like, I've heard it's not running well. Here's what we got from 505 Games. Hey everyone, we've been listening to your feedback regarding Switch performance. Our goal is for everyone, regardless of platform, to be able to enjoy the game and have it run smoothly. We want to live up to your and our expectations. Throughout the QA process, we've been addressing performance issues in the game. Update 1.1 was published to Switch prior to launch to add content and improve performance. It did not accomplish as much as we had hoped for, and, and we need to do more. To address the concerns brought up by the community, we are immediately shifting resources to improve performance and stability for the Switch. You can expect a number of small updates that will improve different areas of the game rather than waiting longer for one big update we will have more details as we dive into the work we thank you for your patience and apologize for the inconvenience good again it would have been awesome if the game, i'm sure they knew the game wasn't running well when they launched it i've, I've been watching a little bit of this game uh, bloodstain because a lot of people on twitch are streaming like it. it right now it's a, yeah. pop, it's a popular game among streamers um and um it looks great you know obviously it's it, it's going to scratch that castlevania itch right it's very much a castlevania game seems very very uh, heavily um uh based on i think probably symphony of night is, is probably the closest uh, yep. uh game to it yeah. um and uh, it looks really good i'm actually kind of surprised that it's not performing well on Switch because it doesn't doesn't look to me like a tremendously um, you know performance heavy game. It's that kind of quasi two D three D platformer kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are used to on if you buy a game on Switch, if you get like Diablo three or something on Switch, you 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 know that you're probably not going to get as much raw performance as you would on a PS four or an Xbox or a PC or whatever um, because we know that it's not the most powerful console. But most of the time, even like something like Doom. The, the, the narrative coming out of the, the Switch ports has been actually it's, a, it's pretty good like yeah. you can tell it's not as good but it's of actually course. surprisingly good for the Switch so I'm actually kind of surprised to uh, be hearing uh, about performance issues on a game for the Switch which doesn't really seem like a particularly performance heavy game but you know what, what, what do I know about the tech behind the game it just sucks for a game that's been that long in development and I saw people tweeting about it last night I want to say Kyle Orland but I probably shouldn't say a name because yeah. I remember but basically being like ah, this sucks because I was holding out for the Switch version right, that's why right. I haven't played the other versions right. yet um, well hopefully they'll get there I mean it seems like they continue they, they recognize there's a problem which it, is the first step and exactly. they're working to fix it and that's the thing again I'm sure you know launching this game it's not running the way you want it to launch even though they do talk about update 1.1 was published to the Switch prior to launch to add content and improve performance it did not accomplish as much as we had hoped for that maybe they were expecting that to do more for some reason but and i don't understand game development so again to everything we're talking today of messaging yeah. hey the, uh, the, this the, is good messaging the game launched and it wasn't great and the next day or not even the day of i got this yesterday in my email and it was like hey yeah we're working on it and we're not gonna hold for one big update we're gonna do a bunch of little ones we're working on it. that's what you want you want a responsive thing 
hopefully, in, you know, you have a game in a week that's running better. Yeah, and it, and you know, and and it's and it feels like a particularly important platform to get it right for because Castlevania started as, as a Nintendo franchise, right? Started on the yeah. NES. Even though this isn't an official Castlevania game, it does have very strong links to the Castlevania franchise. The Castlevania franchise is linked very strongly to the Nintendo platforms. So, um, you know, we, I want I want this game to work well on Nintendo. Me too. Number four on the Roper Report. This is going to be a short one. Glenn Schofield, uh, you remember him from Visceral, where he was one of the creators of Dead Space, and then went to Sledgehammer with Michael Condry and worked on Call of Duty, has joined the PUBG Corp. This is from his Twitter. Glenn writes, big news. I am proud and honored to announce that I am now part of PUBG Corporation. Working together, we are building a AAA studio called Striking Distance in San Ramon, California. Uh, then PUBG put out a giant thing. If you Again, if you don't know who Glenn is, a proven leader in the industry... A proven, a proven leader and industry luminary with more than 28 years of experience, Glenn was instrumental in the creation of Dead Space franchise, the Dead Space franchise, and more recently helped shape uh, in lead development on the blockbuster Call of Duty uh, franchise. So, congrats to Glenn, someone who's been a supporter of Greg Miller works for a long time, ever since coming on up at noon. So good for him. PUBG are making some big moves. They make, right. so, they make so much money on that mobile version of PUBG. I think that's where the most most of their money comes from. Yeah. Uh, that um, you know, obviously Brendan is now off. Uh, in Doing Amsterdam, thing, working yeah. on his yeah. special projects, uh, and uh, and now they've got a whole new studio. So PUBG is growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what I think that was when you when, remember when they spun off and started PUBG Corporation, right? It was like a weird like for, for one game, and then okay, cool. Now it's PUBG. Now it's PUBG Mobile. Now it's whatever play, player unknown is working on himself, and now Glenn's making a AAA game studio. Like, yeah, okay, take that money you're making and reinvest it and put out more stuff. Awesome. Uh, number five, this is a, sh- a longer one, but an interesting one. Ubisoft watches your subtitles, if you didn't know. Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz has this. Sometimes, gamers want things spelled out for them. That's one takeaway from a handful of stats released yesterday by Ubisoft Accessibility Project Manager David Tisserand. And I know I'm butchering that. That is a very French name, and I'm sorry, Jen. In a Twitter thread about player behavior as it relates to subtitle features. Uh, David began by noting that 2017... Probably, by the way, it's probably David or David. Well, I'm saying David because I'm here in America. America, right, Kevin? America! David began by America! noting America! That, that 2017's Assassin's Creed Origins had subtitles off by default, but Ubisoft found that more than 60% of players eventually went into the option screen to turn them on. He then gives subtitle usage stats for a pair of games released after Origins, Odyssey and Far Cry New Dawn, both of which shipped with subtitles on by default. In the most direct comparison, Odyssey only... Uh, in the most direct comparison, Odyssey, only about 5% of players entered the options to turn subtitles off. For Far Cry uh, New Dawn, it was even less common, with about 3% going out of their way to turn them off. However, Ubisoft has switched... I'm sorry. However, Ubisoft hasn't switched to opt-out subtitles across the board. Earlier this year, The Division 2 shipped with subtitles off by default, and David said 75% of players turned them on at least once. About half of all Division 2 players continue to play with subtitles on. Quote, subtitles matter to everyone, David said. We hope it helps spreading best practices throughout the industry. Something you don't think about, right? I actually do think about this. Yeah, tell me about My it. My wife plays Assassin's Creed Odyssey with the subtitles on. She plays um, uh, games, most games she plays with this. I don't, because I feel like reading the subtitles kind of takes me takes out me of the out game of a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you have kids... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, my, my wife's trying to my, my wife has like tried to watch like an important cutscene and then my kid comes crashing into the room going blah, look at blah, this blah, look blah, at blah. this I and she myself. missed like the important part of the story and you know you can't with cutscenes you can't rewind no, right? yeah, yeah. I wish you could you should be able to rewind cutscenes share button 
Okay, fair Hit enough. The share button, save the video, go watch it again. Uh, again but, you know, why, why can't you just like scrub back a little bit, scrub back 30 sure, yeah. seconds or whatever? Um, but my wife has subtitles on in the game because sometimes if she can't hear it because like I, I, I come crashing into the room going, oh, Leah, where's my uh, laptop or Keep whatever. Keep my trousers. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or, or Make me a shirt yeah. for my Twitch <laughs> channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she misses it, so she, she so she leaves the subtitles on. So it's not just for the hard of hearing. Oh subtitles- no, totally, a hundred percent. That's what <coughs> it's the most interesting thing of. I it, I think you know it, it's interesting to see Ubisoft talk, talking about this because accessibility is such a big thing for them. Of course, Steve Saylor, the blind gamer, has talked about it before that he's gone up there and worked with Ubisoft uh, north of the border up there in Canada to have a panel of hey, how, how can we make games more accessible? What do right, we need right. to do? And I mean, again from a place of privilege and maybe not Steve, but something before then it wasn't even I, subtitles. I wasn't even thinking of, Oh, what's it like for a hearing impaired person, a deaf person to play a video game, right? It was more of a, how I use them of, yeah, someone's talking, I'm playing with the sound down. I'm on a handheld. Like I, that's why I'm using subtitles, right? Even Mary Jen, when she, we started watching movies together, she's like, all right, can we put the subtitles on? Cause this is my second language and it's and I'm right, like, oh, right. right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like, the way people use things in such different respects, I, I appreciate that they uh, Ubisoft is looking into this on that level of it, right? Uh, no, I like that. People need it, they want it, and we'll give it to them. I think a lot of, correct me if I'm right, some games, a lot of games actually have subtitles on by default. Yeah, yeah. You just, you go, if you don't want them to go in the menu and turn them off, but the, but the default mode is to have them on. Gary? Yes. I'm excited to see how subtitles work in Watch Dogs Legions, <laughs> but that game's still so far away. If I wanted to know what was coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. I'm Greg Miller, and I'm going to tell you what is out today. I don't believe... I, I've, it's one of those, did I click on it, and it's just a slow, slow, slow Wednesday, or did I not? So I'm yeah, clicking on... There's nothing going I remember, on. Remember, I just steal these from Kotaku like I steal usually. No, it's just one. Okay. So Team Fight Tactics is available now. Uh, that's that new... That's the one from Riot. That's not... League, their new thing. And then Victorian Mysteries Woman in White is on PC. Wait, Riot has a new game out? Yeah, Team why Fight Tactics. That, why isn't that a huge deal? I have not heard about that. Because uh, it's Team Fight Tactics. Uh, is it just like a little thing or something? Yeah, somebody wrote in in one of the questions. Here, I can get you the full release. You read the new dates for me, and I'll, get, I'll tell you. Uh, new dates. Um, uh, Division 2 Agents. Uh, tomorrow's maintenance has been postponed to 3 uh, p.m., um, uh, 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 central. <laughs> it's not time, so easy, huh? Whatever, whatever that huh? Is. Oh no, that's like Central European time, maybe. Uh, six six o'clock, uh, six a.m. PDT. That's the that's the time zone that we're in. Uh, six a.m. Uh, Pacific. The forums have been updated to reflect the change. Uh, Night call. A neo-noir narrative investigation game uh, created by the talented folks at Monkey Moon and Black Muffin and published by Raw Fury is headed to Steam and Xbox Game Pass for PC on July 17th and console later in the year. Tiny Metal Full Metal Rumble deploys on Switch PC July 11th uh, and the next... ID at uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass Showcase is just around the corner. Tune in Thursday, June 27th at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Xbox YouTube channel to hear about great games coming to Xbox Game Pass from independent developers. In this second showcase, you'll get much more announcements and looks at gameplay from titles we showed at E3 2019, such as Star Renegades, Dead Static Drive, and Unto the End. We also caught up with some of the developers who are excited to share most about, more about their games with you. This includes Bloober Team on Blair which Thunder Lotus games on Spiritfarer and more. 
Uh, so here you go. I was actually mistaken on what Team Fight Tactics is, even though it's kind of standalone. Stick with me. Team Fight Tactics available now. The highly anticipated League of Legends mode is now live. Oh, it's in a beta mode for okay. North American players. We are pleased to announce that as part of Riot Games' global rollout of the new Team Fight Tactics mode for League of Legends, uh, TFT is now available and playable for players in North American region. Although the mo- although a mode of League of Legends, TFT is accessible to newcomers and League veterans alike. It is free to sign up for, free to download, free to play, and does not require a minimum league of legends uh, player level to enjoy players creating a brand new players creating brand new accounts are able to jump directly into team fight tactics so it's a mode but it's kind of its own thing too in tft eight opponents or friends battle one another in a free-for-all war for supremacy players win by strategically selecting the best combination of champions from a randomized pool upgrading their forces with items and structuring winning battle formations riot's take on the emerging auto battler genre aims to give all types of players from the to give all types of players from the diehard competitor to the casual and social player a fun and deep play experience. There you go, all PC right, all right, dorks. All right. Deals of the day for you. The PlayStation, the PlayStation Plus games for July have been announced. It's Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 and Horizon Chase Turbo. Oof. Okay. All right. There you go, Is PlayStation that, that, Plus. That feels a bit, um, a bit thin on the ground. A they, little they bit, right? get more than that with PS Plus? Well, no, because they did away a couple months ago, right, with uh, PS3 and Vita oh, games. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, you'd, you'd say, right, as, as someone hosting a PlayStation VR show with Big Cav Dog, oh, oh. why don't we start tossing some, at least toss one PlayStation VR title in there? Why, you right. Coward? You can't come up with 12 support, VR titles? Support your platform. Get yes. behind the platform. Get be, at the end of the year, people are be like, oh, man, I got 12 of these things. Maybe I should buy the bundle with the moss in it because it's great. I digress. Time for reader mail, but first, the sponsors. Today, we're brought to you by Third Love. Uh, let's get you a better bra, people. Jen, Gia, and more of the kind of honeys love their Third Love bra, and you will too. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. You can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has six days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free, free and easy. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that don't slip and tagless labels so there's no itching. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Then second sponsor is Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. A higher credit score can help you establish a great credit and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you need in life. Experian is on a mission to boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. Uh, it used to take months to see your uh, score go up a point or two. I know this, uh, Gary, because it turned out uh, two years ago, one of my credit cards that I thought was closed, I had closed, all of a sudden got dinged years ago, and I didn't pay any attention, and then I tried to use my credit, and that was a big problem for me. Oh, wow. And it took forever to build it back up. Your, your credit score? Exactly. So this is a great idea. Um, 
You can't, we can't believe it's taking this long for someone to do this. Uh, what are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash KF Games, 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 games. Gary, <laughs> what question do I want to get to you? You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you got? What are your choices? You got you got a bunch of them here. I well, you know, I like to variety's the spice of life, as they say. I like to come in with a bunch of different stuff. You know, we're again talking about you being an up and comer Twitch creator here. Twitch.tv yeah, slash, Twitch Gary slash Gary Witter. Ryan writes in to Patreon.com slash kinda funny games and says, Hi, Greg and Gary. I really hope you read this question. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, especially from Gary. Are algorithms are algorithms the reason for streamer exhaustion? And do Twitch and YouTube owe streamers a duty of care? I'm no streaming expert, but I believe to maintain traffic and subscriptions, it is important to stream regularly and for extended periods. If this is the case, should Twitch slash YouTube build in options for content creators to take a break or risk them being burnt out? Thanks, Ryan, in Shropshire, England. Now, again, you're a pillar of the Twitch community. Yes, a leading light, one might say. Do you think it's algorithms that are motivating people and then having them burn out or... Something else. I don't know. I don't know enough about the algorithms to say. Who knows? It's all kind of you know, back end voodoo that's sure. going on. Um, I, I I do think that that uh, you know obviously one of the many metrics uh, that Twitch and YouTube uh, reward is how often and how much do you stream. If you stream like in high volume, I'm sure that I'm sure that, that the algorithm favors favors you in at least one aspect. Sure. Uh, so there are a lot of people, and they, I, I see this a lot. And we you know you got to I'm on, I'm on that grind. They say now that's what the young people say. I'm all about that grind. You have to start and saying it too if you, you want gotta, to. Be I start grinding yeah. um and uh and i guess that means it's like putting in the hours and yeah if you if you're a twitch streamer if you're a youtube uh, uh, person by profession then yeah you got to put in the hours you got to put in the work but don't overdo it i saw a, a, a tweet that quite annoyed me the other day it was a twitch streamer that said uh, i offered i made an open offer to the twitch community uh for a 500 dollar uh, reward for anyone who's willing to do a 48 hour stream because it's all about that grind and no one's taking me up on it really dude you're surprised that no one took you up on that yeah. $500 for 48 hours of uninterrupted work that's barely more than the California minimum wage um, and you know this is not healthy we're, we're again we, we keep talking about work life balance we keep talking about um, you know uh, not killing Crunch, yourself right? to, and, 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 and I get it I understand that the anxiety that a lot of Twitch and YouTube streamers must raise if I'm not if I'm not putting out that content every single day my my audience is fickle and they might just go somewhere else like, yeah. I've got to got to stay on it got to keep ahead of it and that and that for me is more why you see people burn out right it's not the I mean obviously and again like you're talking about and I'm not the guy if Tim came in here he'd beautiful mind stuff on the wall about algorithms and watch times and how that all works I know that YouTube wants watch time blah, blah, blah. oh he understands all that stuff to an extent okay or he acts like he does and that's why I, like, <laughs> I have to keep him around I'm like mm -hmm. uh it's, I think it's way more the idea that, no, the grind is what it is. And if I'm not streaming every day, if I'm not streaming for eight hours, if I'm, they will go somewhere else, they will find somebody else. Keep in mind, like when we, you know, read, we read subs at the end of every show here on Twitch and it's like Amazon Prime is a free subscription to give away to who you see fit, right? If I'm not there when your Amazon Prime goes up for renew and you have it again, like kind of funny isn't there, or you're not paying it. Yeah. Why, what's to keep you from giving it to somebody else? And not, and it's not like you shouldn't give it to other people, but it is that thing. If that's your lifeline, your livelihood, if you are, there's so many people who are only Twitch streamers, right? Kind of funny. When we started this company, our idea was let's have, let's be a stool with a million different legs where like if one ever gets sweeped out, if tomorrow we got banned from Twitch because we showed two cartoons fucking, <laughs> if that happened again, Okay, that would suck and we would lose that revenue, but we still have other legs supporting the company and what we're right. building. Whereas like there's so many people who know that's all I do and then I put my stuff up on YouTube and it doesn't go anywhere and I don't have a Twitter following or blah, blah, blah. 
that I think it's that competition that leads to burnout. It's that idea that you're trying to be there and do this thing and ignore all these different things. And I don't know how to balance that and how to fix that. Like that is up to the streamer to figure out and the business model they want and the audience they have and all these different things. But you guys aren't in risk of, of, of burning out, right? You you guys put out like a sensible amount of content every day. Like, like plenty, there's plenty of content on Kind of Funny. You guys produce loads of content, but you're not in here like, I mean, you, I know you guys work really hard, but it's not like you're in here like 24 hours a day, like fucking killing yourselves to constantly, you know, uh, make content like in high volume. You guys focus, high. I think, on quality for Kevin. <laughs> Kevin does. Um, no, no, no. Uh, Kevin, we Kevin, tr- we Kevin try is, to, the, is the unsung hero. But that's here. the reason we're not, we would never say we're Twitch people. We're not right. Twitch. We're Twitch right. streamers, sure, but like it's not our revenue model, right? right. Like I think you and Andy are already the more traditional streamers. I think. Yeah. And Andy's more than you even. Andy's the traditional Twitch streamer. Right? Right. Like he goes home and he plays games and that's what he does. Like I go home and I play games and quietly by myself. Right. Whereas like we, we run this as a business and use Twitch as a way to window our content and get it to a new audience and we find new people. Right. And then there's the occasional thing where we pop over and stream a game. But yeah, we're in a different way and we're not running that way. But I would, I mean, we're definitely burning the candle at both ends. You know, we're working on stuff when we go home. Kevin's staying late. Like obviously I'm running around hosting stuff on the weekends. We're going to conventions and stuff like that right it's a different kind of thing but it's a more traditional like we're just we're we, I mean, we've always talked about it right we straddle that line between being influencers and traditional press and i yeah. think the fact that we have an ign pedigree makes us way more in line with what an ign does right right gary i want to jump to something called required reading if you didn't know it's a segment we do here on the show where we find articles that are about video games that you should read over on kotaku one Jason Schreier has an article called the human cost of call of duty black ops 4 and it is a fascinating read Gary Witter. Have you read it? I read it this morning. It enraged me. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was another reason why I was glad to come in today because I did want to, did want to talk let me about give, it. Let me give them a taste of it, right? Sure. So it's the it starts from a very interesting perspective where obviously it's talking about crunch, bad working conditions, too many hours, all these different things. But it starts from the testers perspective, which you don't hear often, right? Testers are the people who are just like, meh. You th- much so like, many much like Kevin, the unsung heroes the behind unsung the scenes. Heroes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to jump in this though because it chronicles Black Ops 4 and I, at one point I had to stop and I'm like, this is the game that, okay, yeah, because they're talking about how fucking crazy the development of Black Ops 4 was, right? I'm going to jump into Jason. Uh, basically, they went into winter break at the or, yeah, end of 2017, going into 2018, gave them a demo because this game was supposed to be a 2v2 campaign. Everybody liked it. They said at the holiday party, then they come back. After that break, however, the mood started to shift. Over the first few weeks of 2018, Treyarch's leadership began informing groups of employees that they were cutting the program. There were technical concerns, timing issues, and according to one person who was who was there, negative feedback from playtesters. Who? Felt like the gameplay was too repetitive. So they decided to pivot. They take all the work they had put into the 2v2 campaign and morph it into traditional single player story. Quote, the idea was, what if we spruce it up, put more explosions in set pieces, said one Treyarch staffer. Then maybe people will get that classic Call of Duty feel from it. But there wasn't much time left. They'd originally scheduled for a Black Ops 4 to release in November, as was traditional for Call of Duty games. But Rockstar put a wrench in that one, bumping the highly anticipated Western Red Dead Redemption 2 from spring 2018 to October 26th. To try to preempt the Cowboy game, Activision decided to shift Black Ops 4 towards, or I'm sorry, forward to October 12th, which meant Treyarch's developers had fewer, had one fewer month than they thought. Uh... Quote, people were saying, how can we do this? Create an entirely new campaign that takes everything we've put into this other mode that was unsuccessful and still tells our story, said one person who worked there. After a few weeks, it became clear that developing a brand new campaign wasn't practical. Quote, everyone realizes at this point, this is absurd. This is impossible. So 
They made the second scope change, this time eliminating the campaign entirely, which left Black Ops 4 with two main components, traditional player versus player multiplayer and the supernatural zombie mode in which players can gun down hordes of the undead. Call of Duty fans would expect more than just those two modes, so Treyarch's leadership had to come up with something else. As it turned out, many of the staff had been playing a lot of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, the mega popular battle royale game that had launched in 2017, and Fortnite's free take on the game had just morphed into a cultural phenomenon. Why not do a Call of Duty themed battle royale that's with single digit months on the line which suddenly clicks into so much sense of when i was there for pre-e3 judges week last year sitting in that campaign and they showed multiplayer they talked about stuff and then they just like had a teaser trailer of shit for blackout and it was like, why are we not seeing Blackout? This that's the coolest thing. That's what I want to play uh, because it had just, it was it was being baked in the oven. That's literally all they had was that teaser. Sure, great, fascinating article. Everyone should check out. Great article. Uh, Jason Trier continues to kill it. Jason, of course, wrote the big anthem expose uh, not long ago, and this is this kind of feels like the next big. Um, uh, behind the curtain story from Jason uh, about Black Ops, um, all of the stuff that you just that you just read out about the about the game being kind of rejiggered and yeah. uh, and and throwing in battle royale at the last minute, none of that really surprises me. I mean, this is just the, the kind of the, the the haphazard way that games are developed these days. Again, shades of Anthem, you know, Anthem they kept reinventing sure. and changing, and no one ever really knew what the game was until the last minute. So that's so that's all you know, kind of par for the course at this point. None of that's what actually enraged me. What enraged me was the very granular detail that Jason went. Into, into about just how poorly the testers sure. are treated. Not just at Treyarch, but uh, you know, the, the, the theme in the piece was this is how they're treated at Treyarch. But like the general feeling is like this is how testers everywhere. Well, are that, the general treated. theme is that you know testers are always like the people lowest people on the totem pole. You go there, bootstrap yourself up. Nobody cares about and you. I'll, and I'll say but that, that Treyarch is like especially bad. Or yes, this, this yes. Call of Duty. I mean, and so, and, and so we're going to go into a couple of details about why it's especially bad right now. Um, testers, game testers. Uh, 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 may very well not be as skilled as game programmers and game developers, uh, but they work as hard as anyone else. If you think about it, the, the, everyone goes, "Oh, would, would, how great!" Remember, there was a whole contest like on TV years ago. PlayStation. Were you a judge on that PSN. or something? I was. Yeah, to yeah. be a game tester, like that's yeah. some kind of dream job. Brent I guarantee Yoki, you, being Adrian a, 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 a it is the first rung on the ladder potentially to, into game development. But I guarantee you, right now, a game tester is not a dream job. It's much oh, sure. closer to a nightmare job. Sitting there for twelve hours a day and often longer, day after day after day, playing buggy and broken builds of a game in development and, and not even playing it for fun but like trying to find ways to break it and exploit it and trying to find the bugs I guarantee you that is re- that I've, I, very very quickly that becomes really really boring chore like unpleasant work you don't want to do it it's really really hard work they work as hard as anyone else but they get treated and this is the point of Jason's argument very much like second class citizens yeah. there's a whole thing about how, how they have to like park 10 minutes away yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from you know they the, can't, they, the food that's provided for developers for lunches like right, so can't. we're going to get to that so <laughs> uh, trust me Gary, I'm, don't I'm, ruin the whole article it's required reading no, I'm, building, I'm building up to something here okay look, not everyone, I'll let you go I get it look there's a hierarchy right not everyone can have a primo parking spot some people have got to park further away and that's usually done by like the head of the studio and stuff he gets the primo parking spot the testers are in the lot across the street or whatever I get that that's just how it has to be uh, but there's certain, other things that seem like just wholly unnecessary this, this just struck me as like cruel that detail about when they have food when they have food catered for the developers that are working on crunch or like breakfast or lunch is brought in or whatever there was this whole thing that jason talked about about how the testers were told you're not allowed to go 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 um near that food 
uh, until all the uh, until all the actual game developers have eaten. Right, it's like uh, for at least an hour you're not allowed to touch the food. So they're literally asking these game testers who are probably hungry, would love something to eat because they're working all day and don't even get a lunch break. Um, have to stare at this food while the game and and they've been forbidden to go near it for at least an hour. And perhaps sometimes they say don't don't touch it at all. That to me is disgraceful. Now couple that with the other with the other detail that was in the um, uh, story about the, I forget the name of the guy, but the chief financial officer of Activision. Activision had an extraordinarily profitable right. uh, financial year. Now, the chief financial officer of Activision last year got a $15 million bonus. $15 million. Meanwhile, the people that test his games and are a big part of him being rich are being told that they cut, that they have to wait an hour to, to eat when they're hungry. Let me... let me, let the, me, par- let- the part where they're working 24 hours, right? Where right. it's, it's 10, 10 to 10 and then another group comes in 10 to 10, right? But they at night, the air conditioning turns off and they had to like write a million different emails right. till somebody right. And they're literally and then- sweating through their clothes because the, a- the AC doesn't run at night. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Let me pitch you a radical idea. Sure. And I don't want to go like a down a hole Bernie Sanders socialism, so, socialism road here, but let me pitch you a radical idea. What if, just what if, imagine this scenario, Greg, instead of the, the chief financial officer of um, uh, uh, Activision being paid a $15 million bonus, yeah. what if he was paid a $14,999,900 bonus and the remaining $100 went so that the testers could have some fucking pizza at the same time as everyone else? Would that would that would that be such a hardship for Mr. Fifteen Million Dollars? I don't think so. Gary. I don't think so. Yeah. And these people, and then these people, act, these human beings actually get to eat at the same time as everyone else, and don't have to sit around the game office like fucking Oliver Twist, <laughs> w- w- watching watching game developers eat while they go hungry. It's outrageous. I'm, it the is. more it's it, it's disgraceful. I see Barrett nodding over there. He agrees with me. Please, sir, can I have another? Right, exactly. I agree. It's a great, re- I mean, it's a great terrifying, horrifying read or whatever, yeah. but again, this is what we're talking about. And again, I, ap- I really applaud Jason for shining a light on this because we should be talking about it more. And that's what I'm talking about, right? And people, I know that it's come up before, oh, the crunch conversation is a lot like how it was with loot boxes. Is like, like, you know, the reoccurring themes that you see in the Games Daily show because it's daily. You hope, like I was talking about in the beginning of the show, right, that talking about this and seeing it over and over again right now in, in, in the very micro, you know, when you get to the macro is going to change and we'll see stuff. Right. Who knows though? Every head at Kotaku, check it out. It's a good piece. Gary, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. What we got wrong? What do we get wrong? Ark Wing says E3 does not allow people under 17 to attend, so no kids would have been in the bathroom. However, it is very wrong that Dr. Disrespect was streaming in the bathroom. It showed live on Twitch. Under 17? Well, you can be 17. You're still legally a child. What you got for me? Is his mic up? On the Twitch stream, it was shown that there was a child in there. So I don't, I don't know what their argument is. I, I, that's what I heard. Never watched yeah. the footage. I knew you knew more. That's why yeah. I'm glad you're back in here. Uh, and Anabiologist says there's no updates from Mr. Dead Moth. Uh, from as far as it was reported, he was resuspended. Uh, it looks like it might be a permaban. Uh, uh, Kebab says some games have given the option to restart cutscenes. Uh, <laughs> cut <scenes. laughs> Kingdom Hearts made it mandatory after dying, of course. <laughs> Kebab says Horizon Zero Chase is actually a great game, Greg. Talk to Tim about it. That's not the argument. I'm just saying, like, neither <laughs> of those games are like huge AAA or even like whatever. Like, a, whatever. Yes, I'm sure it's a fine game. I'm sure if you like soccer, Pez is fine. Get out of here. This is America, though, right, Kevin? Tell him. Nanobiologist says the $500 for 48 stream is actually less than minimum wage. California current minimum wage is $12. This 48 comes in at $10. Oh, no, that's right. It's, it's, it's actually barely more, than, it's, it, barely more than the federal minimum wage, which is actually uh, lower than the California minimum wage. So it's actually worse than the way I explained it. People. Ladies and gentlemen. 
This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can watch us do this show live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And of course, listen on podcast services around the globe. You can also watch on Rooster Teeth. All that stuff. Gary's family is here. Do you want to you come on and show your snow leopard? Come on. Now, this is interesting because you're going to show this snow leopard come on. that your daughter has, right? Yeah. And if you want... Come on. Well, come on. Of course. Let's see. This snow leopard heartwarming because... Your daughter said, don't throw me an expensive birthday party. Let's adopt a her snow bir- leopard. Her birthday is coming up. Uh-huh. And uh, we said, do you want a birthday party? And she said, instead of spending money on a birthday party, uh, I want to adopt an animal at the zoo. So, so we adopted a, a snow leopard. And she got this little snow leopard plushie. What's her name? Spot. Spot. Spot the snow leopard. Very nice. So she's a total sweetheart. And she would rather adopt a, 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 an animal in need than, uh, than have an, a, a, an extravagant birthday party for herself. So I'm very and proud of her. And? Twins. You got what? Twins. What do you mean, twins? Twin snow leopards. Where's the other one? The one that she adopted. Oh, right, the real one and the plushy one. Oh. That's right. Oh. Picture of twins. So that's where the money goes. Adorable. You're doing something right, Gary. Try you. Terrible person. I mean, I, Your I, wife's I, great I, person. I, I'm, I'm a lost cause, but Kids there is still person. hope for the next generation. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>